1: Hello and welcome to the Locked on Flyers podcast for Tuesday, January 19th, your daily dose of Flyers news analysis and high quality content that wants to start off with something good. So congratulations, Travis Konechny for being the NHL's second star of the week. <laughs> yeah, congrats to him. To keep up to date on the team as we get this season underway, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can send us mailbag questions, all that good stuff. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And today we are going to talk about that game versus the Sabres last night. Okay, we can, we can do this. We can do this. Uh talk about some adjustments for tonight's second half of the back to back and then we have a little bit of uh updates from the phantom, so we'll get into that as well. Locked on flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Sports network. All right. So, heading into last night's game, there was a few updates. Uh, Ghost was put on non-roster status, which can be used for COVID situations, but not necessarily. Salary still counts toward the cap, but Apparently, it allows for some additional roster flexibility. So Connor Bunneman was recalled from the taxi squad because we know Morgan Frost is in the lineup to replace Sean Couturier. Now, before the team had been carrying eight D, but now because of that Connor Bunneman call up, uh, they are now seventy and fourteen forwards, which is a more traditional set up for the 23 man roster. And then from the Sabers we heard that Omar was out in net for personal reasons which you know seemed like a good thing for the Flyers when we heard that but alas that was not to be. The Flyers wound up dropping the game to the Sabers 6 to 1. At least it wasn't a shutout, but man that kind of hurt. Oh yeah,
0: it it, <laughs> it hurt on so many different different levels and I think the worst part for me was the fact that it was the Sabers and the Sabers are definitely a better team than they were last season, but I don't know if they should be a team that beats you 6 to 1. But then again, I mean, we talked about how tough this East Division is. I don't think the Flyers did themselves any favors that's for sure
1: yeah now the game started out with the same lines as uh, Av has been showing with the notable exception of Morgan Frost taking the place of Sean Couturier right into that line with Lynn Blom and Connecty same D pairs and you know as it turned out maybe not the best strategy against this (laughs) Sabres team I think you know Well, we'll get into it, but there were definitely some deficiencies on both sides of the puck. Just, you know, kind of an overall take on the game. I would say, personally, we definitely missed Sean Couturier's presence in this game, especially defensively.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree, but I was just, I guess, maybe I gave this team... Uh, more credit than they deserved defensively. I I just was shocked they played this bad without Couturier. Just it didn't seem like any line was really clicking to the point where we've seen before, and I mean you kind of expect that from the Limblom Frost Konechny line just because you know they they haven't been playing with Frost the first two games, but even the Drew Hayes fairby line which. You know, we all thought was good, I mean, like obviously I'm not saying they're horrible, but they didn't look that great today uh last night.
1: No, they did not, and I think you're right there that you know I would say the fourth line looked pretty decent throughout the game. I think you know if, if the Flyers were getting some sustained offensive pressure, I'd be like, oh right, it's the fourth line that's out there now, you know, especially in the first period earlier in the game uh when nobody else was really getting anything going. They stood out particularly to me.
0: Yeah, and even they ended up drawing even because uh, they were tasked halfway through the game to try to um, contain that Eichel, Hall, Reinhardt line. And um, they did a lot better than than the line that was out against them previously.
1: Yeah. Now, how do you think Morgan Frost looked in this game?
0: I didn't think that he looked bad. I I thought there were some instances where I thought that his line looked good. And um, so I definitely don't think, like, is he Couturier? No. But I don't think that Morgan Frost looked bad in this game. And I don't. I definitely don't think that they lost this game because of Morgan Frost.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree with that. And I, you know, I think he, he absolutely held his own in the game. And, you know, I felt like he contributed where he could. And that there was just so many other things going wrong that anything that he was doing positively wasn't necessarily supported, you know? Yeah. I, I agree with that.
0: The last time I, I checked, he was, he came out, um, even. There was no uh, he didn't obviously he didn't get a point, but he didn't give up one when he was on the ice either. So I thought that was a positive, especially in a night where six goals was scored. You would have thought he was on the, the ice for one of them. His line, I mean, for the, the limited amount of five on five um, ice time they were on together, they they held their own. They they um, outshot uh, their opponents when they were on the ice which is a positive considered that there were a couple lines that did get outshot at five on five.
1: Yeah. And, you know, obviously the second half of the game was much better than the first half of the game on that front overall. Like I think across all the lines, but yeah, especially in that first half, it it just seemed like the Flyers couldn't, get anything going you know they had less than 10 shots mm-hmm. almost midway through the game but like you said I think it, it kind of leveled out as the game continued but I think you know we'll get into it but there were definitely some key deficiencies there and um I would say uh Eric Gustafson stood out on that front.
0: Yeah I think we're... <laughs> In the span of three days, we got the good, the bad, and the absolute ugly of of Eric Gustafson's play that we were warned about, of course, from Chicago. (laughs) We were. Uh, Yeah, I mean, just the night when he doesn't produce on the power play, it's tough. I mean, he looked specifically bad last night, but man, there were just some moments where I was just like, please get him off the ice and... Specifically away from Robert Haig?
1: Oh man, that pair was just a nightmare. And, you know, Gustafson had two bad giveaways in the first period um, that led to that two on-oh chance for Eichel, led to one of the early goals. And then that pair just left uh, the back door completely open for that fourth goal as well. Like they just weren't, their coverage was off.
0: Yeah. And, (laughs) on a night for them to be as bad as they were. And the Myers and Sandheim pairing also did not look great last night. So it was just like when it rains, it absolutely pours. And that's how it felt.
1: Yeah, I was just glad they got the one goal in so it wasn't a total (laughs) shutout. Just the very end of that game was just like kind of everything devolved. So it was bound to happen. N.A.K. scoring and then get, getting a penalty.
0: Exactly. So one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and none of the Sabres got a hat trick. So we did that, right? <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I feel like... We have to go in there and fix things ourselves with the Flyers when they have a game like they did last night. And, you know, I do the same thing with my car. And I do that using rockauto.com. It is a great website for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers like we are. And their prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. And they don't even require a membership or an account login.
0: Yeah, I really, really like rockauto.com. I mean, for one thing, they're a family business so that you know they're reliable. And they've been doing this and serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. So when you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts, they have hundreds of different manufacturers to choose from. Everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even carpet. I mean, they truly have everything. And it's online, so you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door.
1: So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Danielle, I think, you know, we have to dig into this game a little bit more especially because again we have to play buffalo tonight so Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah. so first off special teams now the flyers only got one power play so kudos to the sabers for not letting things get out of control on their end but unfortunately the sabers were provided four power plays of which they scored twice on now again one was that that junk goal at the end so I don't know but what did you think about the special teams overall
0: yeah you know like you said with the power play I mean you can't I mean they only got one uh, one chance so you would have liked to see them score but the penalty kill I think that's where you saw the, the missing Couturier the most this is another game where they took four plus penalties and i mean you kind of well i know for with myself i kind of wrote, wrote it off against pittsburgh saying like it's pittsburgh and the flyers like of course there's going to be penalties right. but i didn't really feel like they needed to take this many penalties against the sabers i don't know if it was just at at some point you're pushing because you're down uh four and five goals at, at a, sp- a specific time but um yeah, I would have really liked them to n- not take as many penalties. I don't think that they were necessary penalties. So, I mean, in order to improve the penalty kill, the best thing to do is not take any penalties. That's what I would have preferred. But I, like I said earlier, uh, I definitely think that's where I saw the hole with Couturier missing in in the PK. Yeah,
1: you know, I know, I would have to agree with that. I think that you know, obviously, like you said, super small sample size for the power play. It, it didn't look great, the one that they had in the first period, in terms of like, they just didn't have a lot of good quality time to get set up in the offensive zone. But, you know, hopefully, if they have more opportunities tonight, they'll be able to capitalize on it a little bit more. I think that You know, we have to look at where the Flyers need to improve for tonight's game. So I think, for me, one of the most important things they need to get better on is getting a bigger presence net front in front of the Sabres net and get their shots in closer up to the net. Like, if you look at the heat map for this game, they're just... Their shots were from too far away, and there would be like oh, yeah. three sabers between the shooter and the net. And that just, that wasn't going to go through. Their redirects weren't working because, again, they were outmanned three to one in front of the net. And that's not going to be successful either. You know what it, that reminded me of? The, the
0: hackstall error. Ugh. <laughs> Where there was just point shots and point shots and point yeah. shots. And I mean, honestly, in this game, I have to, I appreciate Ivan Provorov. But again, like you said, when he's shooting from so far away, trying to get uh, to tip, tip-ins and there's only sabers in front of the net, mm-hmm. it's just not working.
1: No. And then I think, you know, the next main thing that was noticeable for me was their lack of ability to have clean... defensive zone exits and getting through the neutral zone cleanly they just couldn't do it and their puck management was terrible through it for a good chunk of the game now it did improve a little bit over the course of the game but not good enough to get the quality kinds of offensive attack opportunities that they needed in order to get something to get through
0: yeah, I definitely uh, agree. And you could see clearly that that was the game plan for the Sabres was to clog up the the Flyers' neutral zone play. And that was very, very – they were very, very successful in doing that. Um, I think – I mean, obviously, I completely agree with everything you said. For me, I know this is going to be a little bit vague, but I definitely feel like tonight they need to come out with a hot start. I mean, against the Penguins – um, and you know hearts in net, you're able to, you know, get off to a slow start. The Flyers after one was only down uh, one goal, but it just seemed like they never really were able to get going. And tonight, with a, knowing what you're going to face, um, they definitely need to come out better. And a part of me wants to say that I feel like the Flyers were just playing down to their, their opponent. I mean, mm-hmm. we all, you know, when you t- think about Buffalo, you don't think of them in the top four, but again, this is a new team with um, a different coach. They have Taylor Hall that I mean, they're, they're, top power play. As you can see it, it, it burned the flyers. And I mean, Taylor Hall just had himself a night yesterday. So I just think they need to be more aware and give, Definitely feel like Buffalo um, is going to make them respect them a lot more after last night's game. But I just I don't know if the mindset was there because it just it was just so surprising to me that only one line was truly clicking and it was the fourth line. And that just that's not that's not how the Flyers are going to be successful.
1: No. And it has me worried again. You know, I'm trying to be calm. I'm trying to. (laughs) (laughs) Be, you know, a voice of reason and say it's game three, you know, lots of time here. But again, with the shortened season, preparation is so important for each and every game. And I feel like the worries of, oh, God, did the Sabres learn what the Islanders did in the playoffs
0: Mm. creeping
1: into my head. And did Alain Vigneault properly prepare this team to play the Sabres and play the Sabres specifically? Now, again, thrown for a loop with the Sean Couturier situation, I get it. But still, like, you should be able to prepare to play Buffalo cleanly. I'm sorry, yeah. but you should. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, when thinking about the Couturier injury, I mean, you obviously need key people to step up. And I mean, for me, one of the biggest people that need to take a step up was Carter Hart. And I absolutely would not blame this game on him. I mean, in the first period, the Flyers should have been down three to zero because that's how poorly they played. And Hart really did keep them in there. But I mean, after defensive breakdown, after defensive breakdown, after defensive breakdown. um, Yeah, of course, some goals are going to go in. So I. I just you need more from like the Hayes line. You need more from, um, I, I thought Patrick looked good, but you need more from his line. I mean, it doesn't at this point it doesn't really matter if they don't score. Um, and I mean, I, I'll say it. I you need more from Morgan Frost too. I just wonder what's going to happen with the lines in in today's game.
1: Yeah, that is I think the big question. Do they stick with what they shuffled in the third period? moving some of the wingers around like they did. Do they keep the updated mm-hmm. defensive pairings where they, you know, tried to separate the problem children a little <laughs> bit and, and they put Hague with Braun and Gus with mm-hmm. Myers and Provy with Sanheim late in the game. I don't know that there's enough info to say that that particularly worked. So I think, you know, the coaching staff has their work cut out for them to try and figure something out that, will look a little bit different to the Sabres, but also be effective offensively. So I don't know what's going on there. I I agree with you about Carter Hart. Would not blame this on him at all. And, you know, the penalty that got called on him was garbage. Oh, yeah. So I mean, He's
0: you know. in his crease. Like, if he, he was is. outside of his crease, I would understand that. But he was inside. I It was his state. Like, I don't know. I didn't get that. Um... But I, I definitely agree with you. I think that the defensive pairings, that, like you said, the problem child, definitely needs to be split up. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I would personally go back to the original lines because, I don't know, I think I, just, you know, those lines can produce, can perform I, I don't know. I just, I I feel like I would go back to him if I was AV.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with you on the forward lines. Go back to those original lines and just give it another shot. On the D pairings, would not shock me if we saw Mark Friedman, but it also would not shock me if they kept everything Mm -hmm. the same. Because again, you know, more data points. So there you go. But, you know, the NHL season is underway. It's a roller coaster of emotions, but it's also time to decide what bets you're thinking of making before they drop the puck each night. And the perfect place to go for that is our friends at Bet Online. And we are rapidly approaching the Super Bowl. Plus, the NBA
0: season is underway, and there is really only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus.
1: Check out all of the NHL bets they have, including individual player awards and individual player stats for each game. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Tuesdays on Locked on NHL, it's all about East Coast bias. As Locked on Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Mike DiStefano of Locked on Leafs takes a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference. From Sidney Crosby, boo, and Alexander Ovechkin, eh, boo, to the (laughs) defending champion lightning Uh, and the up-and-coming rangers and everyone in between locked on nhl is the place to be for eastern conference intel every tuesday subscribe to locked on nhl wherever you get your podcasts okay so no longer having to dwell on last night's game the phantoms have started to fill out their roster a little bit for the season and signed four new guys yesterday. Now, we've talked about the goaltending situation for Lehigh Valley because Kirill Ustomenko is out for the season and Alex Lyon is, of course, on the taxi squad. So Felix Sandstrom was the only regular goalie on the roster. Uh, Roddy Ross was at training camp, but had been unsigned up until that point, but they signed two AHL level goaltenders. I think the one that would get the more games in would be Zane McIntyre. We saw him a bunch last season. He played for Utica and Binghamton went 15, 10 and two with a 2.8 goals against average and a nine Oh eight save percentage. And You know, there's a lot of like fun connections with some of the guys that uh, got signed yesterday. And Zane won the Mike Richter Award at the University of North Dakota in 2015, beating out none other than Alex Lyon of Yale. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, and they're like really good friends. So it's nice to see that uh, we have a friend of the family getting signed for at least for this season for the Phantoms in Zane McIntyre. And then the other goalie that was signed was Amon McAdam and he's a local-ish kid, so that's a a cool story. He went to Penn State. He's from the Quakertown area in Bucks County. He had started the season in the ECHL for Jacksonville, going 4-2-1 so far. Uh, Last year, we saw him for a little bit on the Adirondack Thunder and went 15-19-4, with a much higher 3.25 GAA and 8.93 save percentage. So, uh, you know, obviously, Eamon is probably that second tier goalie or, yeah. or like an emergency. So we'll end up having Sandstrom and McIntyre as the tandem in Lehigh Valley. I,
0: I love the backgrounds of these guys. Hopefully, I know. they do well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the next little uh, weird connection, the two skaters they signed, both left wings. We got Ryan Fitzgerald, who was originally drafted by Boston and played for the Providence Bruins for the last three years. Uh, Last season had 13 goals, 14 assists for 27 points in 67 games total. But so the weird connection here for him is that he is actually the son of the New Jersey Devils GM Tom Fitzgerald. And is also cousins with Kevin Hayes and the Kachucks.
0: Huh. Interesting. I yeah. feel like everyone's cousins with the K- the Hayes and the Kachucks. <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> and then you have this weird Boston, like, magnetic center here. Uh, yeah. Fitzgerald went to BC, so. Oh, uh, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, it happens to the best of them, I guess, <laughs> right? And then our other signing was Tanner McMaster uh, played for Utica and the Toronto Marlies. And uh, last season had 11 goals and 19 assists for 30 points total in 56 games with the Marlies last season. So, you know, just some like really solid, serviceable AHL level players to help round out the Phantoms roster, which I think is good to see that they're, you know, getting that group of guys together.
0: Yeah, especially because, of course, the Flyers took like literally have like five of their players just s- sitting there um, for their taxi squad. So um, this makes sense. And we've been saying this all along. I'm excited to see how the fandoms shake out. I'm trying to like, you know, not overhype them because they don't want to be let down. But I'm excited to see how the roster shakes out.
1: Me too. I I think that there's some good opportunities there especially because mm-hmm. of the existence of the taxi squad to get, you know, some of these guys some additional minutes out on the ice yeah. and progress their development if they're like more NHL focused prospects and then just have some fun guys like rounding out the AHL level roster. So Exactly. So, and I'm not sure if we'd mentioned this, but Tanner Lozinski was officially loaned to the Phantoms as well. Um, He was kind of on a separate track than some of the other guys, but that has also been official.
0: Hopefully he's feeling better and able to, to play
1: right off the start. Exactly. All right. It's time for our Flyers fun thing to end the show. And yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. And it was cool to see around the league a lot of tributes to Willie O'Ree, who they're going to finally retire his number next month as part of Black History Month, so long overdue. But uh, the Flyers participated in the tributes to Willie O'Ree, including uh, the sticker helmet and, you know, changed their Twitter logo for the day. And so nice to see the Flyers participating in some of that.
0: Yeah, I guess I can't help but be a Debbie Downer and think that, like, the league mandated this. Sure. Because a lot of teams are doing it, so I'm just like, mm, I don't know. But i definitely give them, give them some credit.
1: Yeah. Sure. Like, trying to find a fun thing when the Flyers lost that
0: <laughs> had to <laughs> yeah, find it true. somewhere, right? No, that's true. That's absolutely true. And honestly, you couldn't use NAK's goal because he literally committed a penalty, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right before it. So,
1: uh, yeah. No, this is good. All right. Well, thanks for listening to today's show. We will be back tomorrow with a recap of tonight's game versus the Sabres. And as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in mailbag questions, comments about the team via Twitter at Locked on Flyers, or you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle
0: underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C.
1: And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day.